0: So you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome to the Smart Woman Show.
1: You didn't know this,
0: Cher Calvin. Oh my gosh. Do I actually have Cher Calvin on my show? This is crazy. You didn't know this, but I intro this show differently every single time in song. (laughs) I like the song
1: that you just did. So if you can, uh, and I'm glad
0: that it's recording. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's always recording. We're always recording. I love it. So, hey, listen, Cher Calvin is here with us today. Um, I have not had a news anchor on the show yet, let alone an Emmy award-winning news anchor who also has three Golden Mike Awards and literally is like the top news anchor on an award-winning KTLA top news show. Like, hi, and thank you for being here and serving this community. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a moment where I'm like, I think I'm making it. I think, I think I'm making it here.
1: Okay. <laughs> right Oh, well, thank you so much, Tara, for having me on. Uh, you know, I know that you had to adjust the schedule just a tiny little bit, but we made it happen, and uh, and it's so beautiful to see you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy, too. I would do anything for you. So here's how I start out the show. It's different than most shows. Um, we anchor into heart because I think that there's, there's enough pressure out there, and we're going to talk about pressure today with you. I'm going to ask you a lot about... pressure, but how I just want to bring us in is checking in and, and asking you, how is your heart?
1: Yeah, I have to say my heart is full. And I find that, you know, in this
0: pandemic, a lot of
1: people have hardship and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of negativity and negative attitudes. And I've always been a really firm believer to be grateful. And for some reason, when I hear other people's, you know, complaints and, and gripes and so forth, like today I was at the doctor and this woman was like, you know, she's like, I know it's so bad. She's like, how was your new years? And I said, it was really sweet, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was, it was really sweet. And she's like, Oh, that's so good. And and I was like, how was yours? And she was like, it was quiet. And and I said, but wasn't it so nice for a change? And she goes, and you know, and and it started to, it wanted to it wanted to snowball into this negativity. And I find myself when I'm confronted with that, that I always try to turn it around and say, mm-hmm. you know, look, you know, isn't it so nice that we're here together, that we're not sick, that we're both healthy, that we're both working, that, you know. And it's it's I think that that's always just been something that's been innate in me, and so I find that today, and really every day, I wake up with a full heart because I know that I'm very fortunate in so many ways, and I really try to make sure that um, when I like I said, I'm, I'm confronted with this negativity, that I try to turn it around and bring that that the positivity back into people's lives. And, and it's just a little nudge and it works.
0: It does work. And it's, it's actually very responsible of you to do that because it's easy to go down the rabbit hole of you're right. This flipping sucks. Mm -hmm. Like it's, that's easy. What's not easy is to spend the time to see the person, to be compassionate and then to turn it around and be like, you know what? But what if we were grateful? What what if we were grateful? And so, I promised Cher that we wouldn't talk about anything that is in the news today, because because this is kind of like a safe place for her. Um, but I just first of all, I want to acknowledge you for being that bright shining light in the doctor's office. Like you don't need to talk to people in the doctor's office, and here you are. Choosing to make a difference everywhere you go. And like I said, that's responsible. And maybe you don't know this, share. maybe you do. Um, the Smart in the Smart Woman Show, and this is for the listeners too. You hear me repeat this every single episode. But um, it stands for serve, master one message, be in committed action, be responsible, and trust. Trust your voice trust your heart, trust your intuition. And so I want to kind of go down like a career path with you because you don't become an Emmy award-winning news anchor with three golden mic awards on like the top news show in California without a tremendous, oh, she's holding up her Emmy right now. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys get to watch this on my YouTube channel because that was adorable. And she's adorable and gorgeous actually. And has behind her right now, she actually has a picture frame with the word love in it, which is exactly my experience of share It's just pure love. But here's what I know about you share. And it's that you're a driver. Nothing's getting in your way to stop you. You are going to create whatever it is that you damn well want to create. And it's going to happen because that's just who you are. And so along with that type of attitude, because I have the same attitude and many of the women listening to this have that same drive. I want to talk about the pressures that you can leave or take on, on your journey, because I know you, I know, I know a little bit of your story which obviously feel free to share as much as you want of that story of your way, of your climb to the top. But really what I want to get to is what did you take on during the rise in your career that wasn't necessary? What pressures?
1: Gosh, that's a really good question. Um, You know, I think that as a woman and um, as a minority, if you will, you know, as a woman of color, I guess is the better term to use these days, but um, a woman, you know, it's it's been, I think that the pressures that I took upon me were, were were simply that, being a woman and a minority, you know, and, you know, for the longest time, I don't think that that ever really mattered to me. And it was never really apparent to me until I reached um, the part of my career where I, I I was now in Vegas and anchoring there and I really was the only, you know, Asian. I was really was, you know, it was, it was just different. And I I kind of took that onto me. And it was very hard for me to understand the glass ceiling of what that looked like, you know, because I just wasn't used to, you know, I grew up in New York City. Um, I I, I went to an all-girls school um from seven through twelfth grade and you know that those two experiences in of themselves um, is that i never understood racism because i grew up in a city with so many different cultures that it was impossible to understand what that looked like mm-hmm. um you know when you ride the subway it's literally a billionaire a bum you know i mean it's like everyone right yeah Um, And in in all different shapes and colors and whatever, and it just never meant anything other than, you know, we're all in this together kind of thing, which is the running theme that's gone from 2020 to 2021, but really from the beginning of my life. And the second part of me going to that all girls school was that I never understood um, when I got out of all-girls school, what it was like, and I went to college and, and, you know, became a woman, what it was like to not be number one, not be a president, not be, you know, we were, you know, I only saw women in this role, right, um, at a very, from like 12 until I was, you know, 18. And so when I, when I graduated high school, it was kind of like, wait a second, you know i still went to, i went to nyu so i still I was still in new york and so i still did, i was still kind of sheltered in a weird sense in that frame of mind where you kind of think everyone's equal and everyone's you know and women can do anything to then fast forward you know 10 years later when i'm 28 and in las vegas and anchoring the news there and also kind of still having that attitude and realizing wait things are a little bit different mm-hmm. So that was kind of a burden that I carried with me for several years. And I feel like it's still kind of a little bit part of me. It's like a little chip on my shoulder that you just kind of say, you know, what do I why do I have to work harder? Why do I have to work, um, I guess, in a more, you know, um, acceptable way? Like you cannot make a mistake, you know, and it it's it just you put those pressures on yourself because you feel like, oh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an older woman, um, so, you know, I'm in my 40s, so you can be easily replaced. You know what I mean? These are all of these stigmas that you kind of carry on with you um, being a woman, a minority, and now somebody in her 40s when what I think is, you know, looked highly upon as the aesthetic is young and, you know, I mean...
0: So that, that's something that the I pressures, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, you grew up kind of knowing that you could be whoever you wanted to be. You were, you were set up to thrive as a, not only a minority, but a woman. I mean, women are minorities to be right,
1: as well, double minority. Right. And
0: now you're in this like school where you're kind of catered to. And your strengths are cultivated and you get to thrive and then you go in the real world and here you are in Las Vegas and you enter, I can, I I was, as you were telling the story, I'm picturing you walking into the newsroom and it actually had a glass ceiling as you were explaining it in my, in my vision and you're walking in and you're like all nervous. And and then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, they're identifying me as Asian. Wait a minute. They're identifying me as female. Right.
1: And it's like, you know, I, I kind of just, you know, I think that the part of my character in general is to kind of never to, it, it's not something that ever affected, affected me um, as I, you know, have moved through life. But I think that that's when I it became acute, right? It was like, oh, I am all of these things that they are seeing. And... And then you're like, is there something wrong with me, right? You know, you start doubting yourself. And you get those insecurities, and you, you, I don't know. I, I mean, that was very much um, an interesting, I think, uh, moment in my life to examine the realities of America.
0: Mm, uh huh. Uh huh. So you you mentioned the word perfectionist when you when you started in your, on your career journey and the pressures began to build, did you feel like, okay, I'm going to get this perfect?
1: You know, I'm in the, in in the business of perfection, right? Um, You know, it, it, you don't want to really see a news anchor stumble. It happened to me last night. I I literally could not say my name. I was so burnt out, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you don't want to see that. Um, So yeah, you live on a daily, on on a daily basis, just not even just aesthetically, verbally, but also in the, in what you are um, in in what you are verbalizing, right? So you have to make sure that your scripts are at that moment the accurate information, not being right or left, but accurate, right? Oh, that are-
0: so, but wait, so what I'm hearing is that you're like I've just learned to operate and uh, like function at a very high extreme level under extreme pressures.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I almost cannot function without (laughs) being pressured. If I have pressure, it's better. So like, for example, today, um, you know, is my day off and we have this meeting at two and I went for a hike this morning. I, I, I did a bunch of, I went to the doctor, I came back and I was like, boy, I'm a little tired. And so I, put an alarm on it. So I'm going to take a 20 minute power nap. Right. And I pushed it to the limit to where I knew I had only 10 minutes to put on makeup and get this whole thing set up. Because if I'm not under pressure, it's not going to work. If I gave myself time, forget about it. You know, it's like, I need to know that, okay, two o'clock and work backwards. And okay, I've got 10 minutes and I'm going to get it done. And that's just kind of how I function now.
0: You know this is cool. I'm loving this. So you're 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 kind of like a contradiction to a lot of the coaches that I get on or like (laughs) entrepreneurs, and they're like, no, like I really learned like my morning routine and like I stretch things out, and like you're like, no, like I'm like, like to the line. That's how I move, and I love that you're saying that, and thank you for being so honest because I'm a lot like that too, and I can actually. (laughs) <laughs> visualize the women listening to this going, Oh my gosh, I'm like that too. And so just take note that, um, I would say that that's actually a strength. That's actually,
1: yeah. I, I mean, I think that, you know, I think it's, I, I, I prefer to work that way. You know, if I'm if, in all aspects of my life, right. I mean, today my best friend was like, you know, in a hurry to walk up that that hill, Runyan. We were we did Runyan today, and I said, "Girl, you gotta slow down." She, I was like, "You're keeping me on pace right now," and she's like, "I have to go to work," and I said, "I know, I'm off today," <laughs> and she's like, "Get it done," and we did that in 40 minutes. I mean, which is usually I mean, it's, you know, Runyan, yeah. and I, it, I'm just I'm just saying that because it's funny because it's under pressure that I was able to move, you know, to that level mm-hmm. and you know, you accomplish things, I think.
0: Well, diamonds, diamonds are created under the most extreme intense pressures. So let me pivot the question then (laughs) to how do you find time to love yourself?
1: Oh, okay. So I find this a very important part of my daily routine. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm very religious and spiritual. Um, I go right now, I'm in the middle of a novena, which is like a nine day mass um, and nine days of mass. And, you know, even after the hike, I looked at the clock and I said, oh my God, I've got my dog. And it's five minutes after mass started and I made my best friend drop me off and I stood outside and I still went, you know, so, um, you know, that's part of, of my self love, you know, is because I find that through. Um, prayer meditation um you know however you might find it a quiet moment of space where you can talk to yourself and talk to god or you know if you're not religious really just to find that space for yourself even that 20 minute nap that i took today that was for me you know mm-hmm. breathing whatever i always find space in my day for me because i'm an only child so i'm used to being alone i'm used to entertaining myself i'm Never, I don't even know what the word "board" means. I, I, I There's always something happening. So, you know, that's one way I do on a daily basis. On a weekly basis when we could, I was definitely getting a massage. I mean, and what I also do is I listen, instead of listening to the spa music that they have, I bring my own headphones and I listen to binaural beats and different kinds of meditations on YouTube. And I love the ones that are like, you know, releasing the negativity and, you know, whatever it might be for that day. I don't know, manifesting this, that, and the other. So I, those, I find that those are really helpful for me and put me in a really deep state of meditation. And I think that that is, you know, as hard as it seems sometimes, and if you need to be guided, like I do, you know, those are really helpful for me and, you know, taking a day off like I did today you know it's part of the self care you have to know when to stop we're not robots you know and i started feeling like a robot going on a short circuit last night you know like like i said when i couldn't even like it's like the words on the prompter just kind of all went to get together and i'm like oh i need a break and it's 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 being real and open about that right open and honest about that and and you know there's nothing wrong with saying to yourself, you know, take a step back and give yourself some time.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and what I, what I'm hearing, and I think you're just kind of a natural powerhouse, I see you as like a fighter and like, you're just, you're just, you're just strong. You're strong. And so for the woman who's listening, who may be struggling with powerfully standing in, I need support. Because maybe that, you know, maybe you were in that moment and you saw the teleprompter go blurry and you just knew, you're like, I need a break next, you know, on your break, you're like, I need a break. uh, So I'm taking a break. And everyone was like, okay, cool. You know, and they, they, they accommodated that. Was there ever a time where you didn't feel like you could stand in your power and request the support that you needed?
1: A hundred percent. So
0: how did you grow grow that, that, you know?
1: I'll tell you, you know, you, you have to make adjustments. And I think that, you know, at the very beginning of this pandemic, it was so stressful for everybody. And, you know, being in the news business, it was triple that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: we were on all the time. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was it, it, was mayhem. And I felt like, you know, and and everybody was in that boat with me that I worked with, and I think all of us, we just, we had no choice, right? Like that this is what we do. Um, But I was able to find support. I had to take a look back at um, how I was living my life. And I decided to, you know, eliminate um, parts of my life that were toxic and to really focus on being healthy in so many ways. And, you know, that was to get back to my spiritual self and, and, and go back to, to the church, for example. Um, that was definitely one I completely quit drinking. I was like, I don't need to put that on my plate anymore. Um, I started working out five, five days a week and using that as my, you know, centering, um, support and I reached out and I, and I, I really did started I started to reach out and, you know, those, when those, that, that was probably one of the, I think that that was the most difficult time for me um, was at the beginning of this pandemic because of all of the pressures and all of the um, uncertainties that were happening. Um, But, you know, I think that the, the, the change that I made, the pivot that I made, you know, it's, 10 months later, I've never felt better. I've never um, appreciated things more. I have a clear outlook. I'm not, um, you know, I, I know how to keep myself in check when it comes to, you. Know, I, I just take care of myself better.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, that's, I think that for me, I think for women out there who feel like that um, when they start to feel their power, you know, diminishing, Um, that's that it's important really to, to take an inventory of yourself, which is what I did and find what needs to be removed and improved.
0: Ooh, removed and improved. Write that down.
1: I think I just came up with something.
0: That's a a book. Watch for it. Watch for it on Amazon. So, um, First of all, thank you for being open and vulnerable. Um, that is, um, it's the most valuable thing that a guest can bring to the show is raw and real and just really honest. Like, hey, I quit drinking. I was in breakdown. Like I, I moved forward and I asked for support. And so my question is, were you surprised how, because A-type women, you know, we're like, I got this. Like I can right. do this, you know, like it's, you know, it's fine and, and don't worry about it. So were you surprised that when you got to that point and you're like, hi, I'm Cher Calvin and like, I need some help over here. Were you surprised how loving people were?
1: You know, and I think that that's the best part. I think that sometimes when you're in a position of um, a lot of responsibility, people expect you to continue being you know, just everything's going to be fine and you can handle it and so forth. And I think that, you know, the reality is that we're all human and we all have our breaking point and we all have our moments of self-realization. And when you do have that honesty, it's amazing the honesty that you get back. Mm. And it's, it's, it's not something to be afraid of. It's something to embrace and people will always, I find honor you in ways that are needed at the time. Right. And I mean, honor you in the sense that they will respect how to approach whatever it is that you're going through with kindness and love. Mm -hmm. And that's because when you're in that position of vulnerability, I think human nature brings that out of people. And when you feel that maybe perhaps that you're one of those in that stage where you're just like, I don't think anybody could help me, you know, you'd be surprised if you just reached out, you know, how um, loving people can be
0: and gentle. It's fascinating. I was just talking to my dad about this and I know you're close with your dad too. Yeah. Yeah you know, he, and we were talking about how disarming the truth is, Mm. you know, how it's like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, first of all, thank you for sharing that with me. And then second of all, like, uh, uh, what do you need? You know? And I think that human beings were created that way. We're created to love. We're created to be compassionate, which I find fascinating that we're living in this world that we're living in. (sighs) Like, oh, so thank you for sharing that. And and I think, you know, one of the last questions, because I when every time I'm around you, I just want to know more. No. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always I feel to, the same way about you, Tara. I, I'm so fascinated by you because I just think you're, uh, I'm attracted to you powerful women. I, I love it. I, and I love women that can get things done. Like I really do. Women who are in committed action. That's why the A in SMART stands for action in my world. Um, and so, but I also know women like you, there's a lot of different facets and there's so many cool things to know. So I'm going to ask you this question. If, 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 and I want you to start the sentence with this. If you really knew me, you would know.
1: If you really knew me, you would know that I love to sing <laughs> a lot. Okay, so we're
0: going to karaoke because so do I. What else? Give me more. Okay,
1: uh, if you really knew me, you'd know that I love to travel. Uh, so this has been difficult.
0: <laughs> He's always on a yacht, by the way. Oh my gosh. You go there uh, in- yeah, if, so there it. you go. If you really knew me, you'd, you'd know that I
1: love the sea and to be out at sea. Um, it's one of my favorite things. Um, what else? I don't know. If you really knew me, you'd know Sugar Ray. You'd know that Sugar Ray, my dog, was not named after the band, but after the boxer. Mm-hmm. And you'd know it was named after Sugar Ray Leonard, not any other Sugar Rays. So, um, oh gosh, And I guess so if you bad. knew me, know that uh, that oh i don't know i'm in love and i'm and i i was going to get married in paris and i just hope that one day we can
0: maybe yeah this year. maybe this year let's have hope. Uh,
1: I know right Sarah so anniversary
0: thank you for blessing the smart woman show. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for blessing that woman in the doctor's office. And let that be just a reminder that we get to be a miracle for other people. Instead of just asking for miracles all the time, share You are a miracle. Thank you so much for being on the smart woman show and ladies until next time, create something extraordinary. I love you. Bye. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.